Hello and welcome to the Race FF Podcast. I am your host, Jaime Garcia. And guys, we got some updates. We got uh, things happening, stuff's going on, and uh, we got some updates. So, um, I guess it... I'm not sure when most people would be listening, but if you haven't been following my buddy uh, Kelvin Ariola on his YouTube uh, channel, we recently did a track day at Buttonwillow. Uh, these guys are primarily drifters, um, and we finally did a grip day with uh, their drift cars. So both Calvin and Ziggler, who are both of the guys that I went to Japan with um they have 1980s corollas the one before the 86 so i think they're called uh te72s or something like that i don't know toyota's numbers they're kind of like cars with wheel bolts i don't follow them very well (laughs) and um ah let me adjust that yeah and um so Calvin, obviously being Calvin, um, I gave him some takeoffs from uh, takeoffs that I've gotten from Honda Challenge drivers. So it's like a second hand me, a second or third like hand me down of those tires, depending on whether they were purchased new. Um, so yeah, so he ended up running um, a two twenty five. 5015 on the rear of his Corolla and uh, running a 205 5015 uh, of a Toyo RA1. Uh, the RA1 I actually got from my cousin George because he ordered from Amazon and they gave him the wrong tire and he had ordered like some all season stuff and he got that one and he's like, oh, I'm not sending this back. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to hustle it and then. George ended up just giving it to me. So shout out to George because, yeah, he, he's a good supporter of mine, good cousin. It's like a brother to me. Um, and what is it? Uh, he was able to find another 205 50 one that's like, I don't know, like seven years old. <laughs> so he put that one on the passenger side because uh, 13 clockwise, that button will low you. You're making a lot of right turns. So, yeah, um, I went out there with them um, to instruct and kind of give my, like, knowledge on the track and kind of give, like, my two cents on what's uh, going on, what's a proper line. And my whole goal, I I mean, I I have an understanding of first people, like, people who are decent drivers when they first go out to Buttonwillow. Um a lap time of like 220 is kind of like the big um uh, uh, how could i say that like it's it's not necessarily like it, it it shows where you start to get like good understanding of where you need to be on the track usually 220 like people are kind of quick but they um need to understand like where they can stay in the in throttle and stay on the gas and what minimal things they need to do to um, kind of get a good pace going at Button Willow. And 
with their car since it's all kind of old and Calvin's car is kind of like <laughs> it's Calvin's unique and you guys should really be following his uh, YouTube channel because he comes up with interesting ways of solving situations that he probably puts himself into. So, yeah. Um, So his TE-72 hatchback Corolla is really nice. It's a cream color Corolla and it's swapped out with the um, 2000 IS uh 300 engine from japan which is the Altezza, so it's the four cylinder beams engine i think it's the 3s gt i don't know i don't know so both sigler and uh kelvin have uh have those corollas of that vintage the te models and ziggler also has a beams engine swap so those engines make like 200 horsepower to the crank and um Probably dyno, they're probably like at about 160, maybe 170, because it's an old used engine from like Japan Land. So it's uh, it's not it's not like a fresh engine or something like that. So you you could see like the powertrain loss and on rear wheel drive because it has to go through a drive drive shaft to the rear wheels. You you end up losing um some horsepower from that 200. So, um, those cars are actually pretty light and Ziggler has a wagon, which is funny because <laughs> you just see this wagon like hauling ass down the front straight and you're like, damn, like that thing is, uh, moving. So I- imagine like a 20, 2300 pound vehicle with like a K swap in it. It's, it's going to move. It's got like, it, it can, it can do things. And um, Ziggler was running um, a square set of Honkook RS4s, and he was doing a 205-50-15. So the biggest drawback for Ziggler was the lack of camber that he had on the front. So on certain sections of the track, the car would undersear a little bit more, just... It's just the nature of it. You need a little bit more uh, negative camber, probably like around two degrees or something to make sure that the vehicle lasts. Um, and by vehicle, I mean vehicle's tires last because, you know, you, you'll you be on the outer edge on those corners and just overheating the edge of the tire too much. So the event, it was hosted by Speed Ranchers. And it was a Saturday event, so Ziggler <laughs> offered me up. And you know what? Shout out to Ziggler. Ziggler is the guy that really pushes Kelvin, me, and everybody else to like do these wild ideas and crazy stuff. Because if it isn't for Ziggler like kicking our asses to like go out there and stop being idiots and do stuff. We honestly wouldn't do half of the stuff that we would we, we end up doing. And I know for a fact that if it wasn't for Sigler, I, I probably wouldn't have done the trip to Japan with Calvin. Sorry, thirsty. Uh, thirsty because uh, I've been working on the EG. And we will talk about the EG. But first, let's go over this uh, Drift uh, Grip. 
Um, Calvin's intro is just hilarious. He did a parody of a 90s sitcom entry uh, intro, and it, you, you guys need to be following uh, Calvin on his YouTube channel. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, the goal was to get them below 220. Um, I figured with my coaching and giving them an idea of like where they can be flat and where they don't need to be, um, kind of lifting as much. Um, they, they can get, uh, they could get there easily. I felt like their cars were not slow and they're decently light. So that helps out a lot on the track. And sure enough, my predictions were pretty on par. Uh, Ziegler went out there on his own. And he did a 2.23. And Calvin went out there with me, like, helping him and guiding him. And it, there were certain parts where it's it's funny to me because, like, I see the level of commitment when they're drifting and they go into a corner sideways at, like, 45, 60, 70 miles an hour. And I'm like, dude, that commitment is so crazy. And for certain parts of the track, I'm telling, like, Calvin, all right, man, stay flat. He's like, I don't know if it's going to stay. Like, I can't. I I don't know. There was, like, a couple spots where he was just like, no. And I'm like, you know, I, I've... It's something that um, I talked to Bill Griffin. Or Bill Griffin. I, I listened to too much slip angle. Bill Fisher. Mr. Bill from Garage Heroes in Training. Um, uh, it's something that him and I were talking about that when you're out with a student or you're out instructing, you're a lot more sensitive to how the vehicle is feeling. And at least the way that I felt the car with Kelvin driving it, I'm like, dude, this thing has so much grip. And... The thing is, I trust Calvin to catch the car if it steps out. Um, so I had no doubt that, you know, Calvin could get it below 220. Like that, that, to me, uh, I was hoping to get him like around a 215, like mid teens. I feel like very, very attainable goal. So that was my goal to try and get him to. So both of them started off at a 225. Uh, two minute and twenty three second uh lap, which was which was great because uh similar platform, albeit one a little bit uh wagon versus a coupe, so weight differential with glass and whatnot. And it was on the second session after I helped out Calvin like point out where he needed to be and, you know. Those cars are really light, and having an extra 200 and something pounds of ballast is not ideal for them. So, Kelvin, um, after I gave him the, uh, my little speech or whatever, and I told him, like, dude, the car's got enough grip, trust it, uh, be more aggressive at bus stop, uh, stay in it, going into Riverside, and uh, coming out of it, the car will hold it, and... You know what? He was nailing uh, the sweeper based off of what he was saying. He he felt really comfortable there. And um, 
it seemed like he was nailing that one uh, really well because he said exactly the same thing that, or exactly the thing that I want to hear from a student when they go in there is that they set their position in their steering and they only, especially for a rear wheel drive, they're using the throttle to uh, steer the car. So I gave him some parting uh, advice and I also warned him that the uh, RRs might take a lap to get like warmed up because I, I felt rotation on the EG and the EG is not a car that rotates uh, very easily with the current setup of the LS Integra rear sway bar and just a small um, deviation of the uh, rear springs being a little bit stiffer. So yeah, <laughs> I think... Um, I think the car um, was well set up, and during the next session, I jumped into Ziggler's car and gave him some pointers, and man, uh, that thing just felt so different. Um, during the session that I was with Calvin, I mean, the Corolla felt like, you know, an old Corolla, so I was like, yeah, it's, it's all right, it's kind of slow or whatever, but when I got out it into Ziggler's car with his engine, I was like, damn, bro, like, this thing is moving. Like, this thing is cooking. Like, on the front straights, and uh, what ended up happening was that Ziggler got classed in a different group than um, than uh, Calvin. Calvin, you know, just being Calvin because he wants to follow the rules, he's like, eh, I don't have that much experience, so I'll go in the slower group. And I'm like... Man, you're you're gonna you're gonna struggle. Slower groups are uh, are slow, and uh, they don't have you know the amount of uh, seat time that he does uh, just driving the car. So yeah. So Ziggler goes out there, and we were in his car, and I mean every car in there. This kind of a ongoing joke of that weekend was this. Calvin and Ziggler had the oldest and shittiest cars there. And they were probably right. <laughs> um, very few cars were older than theirs. There was a 240 or 280Z, like a Nissan or uh, Datsun. I'm not sure if they were Datsuns or Nissans back then. I, I don't know. Anyways, there was one, but it was definitely not shitty. It was like really nice and hooked up. And, uh, what was it? And obviously there's like Miatas, spec Miatas, because they're out there and whatnot. But, yeah, so those, those two guys were kind of the slowest. And in uh, Ziggler's group, it was like an intermediate group. So a lot of the guys were really quick, but they were quick because of their cars. So what I mean by that, and again not trying to talk shit or anything like that but when you see a car going through a corner corner entry mid and then tracking out um you see a little bit more of the driver than when you know the car is coming out into a straight and it's just like gone because of power because anybody can step on the gas and that's fine but what I noticed being with Ziggler is that once uh, we got comfortable, and of course I was using my chatterbox to communicate, um, 
I was able to tell him, all right, man, you can stay flat here, stay buried here, don't lift, don't lift, stay on it, don't hit these berms, hit these berms and whatnot. And, you know, we would catch up to cars, but, um, and, and cars would catch up to us, but like, they were really struggling to get away from Ziggler and it was like, he would have to breathe off for some of like the Porsches and the Corvettes and whatnot. And yeah, there, there, there were, there were probably a lot of frustrated people going like, what the fuck is in that fucking wagon? And why is it so fast? (laughs) Oh man. But it was awesome. Um, after that, um, I came in with uh, Ziggler and I ran out to watch uh, Calvin drive and man uh, what was it he changed his tune on his uh, car because he has like one of those Apexi, um things where he could like dial in the fuel pressure regulator or whatever and I guess he was running really bad um, like airfield ratios like something like 10 like super rich and i guess he leaned it out a little bit more and was running good um airfield ratio and man he killed it i mean he went out there and it was like obvious from that first session to that second session i mean the power and then the aggressiveness going in there Man, I I was timing him, and, like, on his third lap, he was already, like, the third person in the the group with his uh, 223 in terms of uh, gridding position, because that's something uh, Speed Ventures does, is uh, they grid you you by a lap. And, I I mean, that's very helpful, but, like, it really depends on... um, kind of like if you're beginning uh, lap times in my opinion don't matter because you have so much delta or ability to change your um, opportunities to get faster that you know if somebody's out there in a 225 in a fairly new car I mean that doesn't really mean anything to me I'm like you we need to like I need to see what your line is how you're on pace how you're passing that kind of stuff, but man, like completely different animal uh, going out there. I, I was seeing Calvin starting to track the car out more at bus stop, uh, be a little bit more aggressive, and his closing speed is on all the cars. I mean, he passed every single car out there in his group. I, I mean, just based on the closing speeds through Riverside, through several of the corners. I mean, there wasn't another car out there. And it's not just me, like, kissing ass to Calvin. It's just, like, there wasn't anybody there that had anything for him. And I'm sure that if I would have gone out there and instructed a couple people, they they would have been able to um, do um, better and whatnot. So, yeah, eh, it was interesting. So... Calvin comes in, and um, for some reason, my I, I was letting them all borrow my uh, AIM lap timer, and for some reason, their uh, 
their freaking uh, my my lap timer wasn't working, but he was able to get his, and I was timing him with my uh, cell phone, and that that could be pretty accurate at times. I mean, it might be off by maybe a second, but eh, no, nah, it's pretty accurate. And Calvin went from one session to the next. After, of course, fixing up uh, his air fuel ratio, he dropped from 223 to 212. Massive, massive. That that is that is massive. <laughs> Eleven seconds in one session, and it's just like, bro, you got this. Like, you need to be bumped up to another group because. You're just being slowed down by people, and it's not their fault. I mean, like, dude, what are you going to do when the guy is, like, 10 seconds faster than you are? Like, what are you doing? Like, no matter what, like, when they come up with you, you're going to be breaking their flow. So, yeah, he needed to be in Ziggler's group. And Ziggler, to his credit, he, um, he also brought it down to a 213, but... You know, given the difference of tire, and I think, I don't know why, but it seemed like Calvin's car was just handling really well. Um, so Ziggler probably needs a little bit more negative camber. And um, maybe running staggered on, on that car is uh, kind of what they what they need. So like a 205 front and a 225 rear. Um, but yeah. So the day ended, and uh, none of their cars blew up, which is awesome because they're used to blowing their cars up. And, I mean, you overheat those things. And being, you know, on the high end of the RPM and just, like, bouncing as you're drifting, it's really hard on a car. So, yeah, we um, we packed up and uh, left, had uh, lunch at Willow's. They enjoyed it. It's pretty good. I had the tri-tip sandwich. It was pretty awesome. And of course, Ziggler being Ziggler, he's like, man, we need to do lemons. We need to do lemons out here. And I mean, (sighs) Ziggler, when he gets an idea, we have to be basically saying, bro, we can't do this, or bro, we're not going to do this. If he smells even the little of like, eh, I guess I'd be down, He he's, he's going to push us, and thank God for that. So what does this mean? Guys, we messed up. But I am so happy that with the... Uh, with the whole idea of the race FF podcast, um, we're pulling money together and we've already made a horrible choice and we're going to be racing, uh, 24 hours of lemon in Sonoma, December. Uh, I forget what the date is, but in December. And the reason I'm like so giddy about it is because we've done that race before and it was so much fun. Our car was so shitty, and it was a Toyota uh, Corolla GTS, the A11 or whatever. So it had pop-up headlights, and man, that thing was a fat junk 
car because it was <laughs> so we didn't know and I, I if uh mr mr bill from garage heroes in training would only know about this see i man i messed up i should have talked to him about this because he would have enjoyed this this would have made him laugh so mr bill this is for you specifically pacifically as some people might say <laughs> so when we were doing lemons like like you know the perfect person you need to be in terms of building a race car is you have to read the rules and part of the rules that we didn't read was that tires and brakes are part of safety so the rule with uh, lemons is that you have to get a $500 car and that's the entire budget for performance and everything and then you go out there and race it so to be fair with the letter of the rules we they had a crashed uh, Corolla that they were able to fix with some uh, steel that they had laying around to make a new core support. And um, Calvin somehow put Toyota Avalon shocks and springs on the rear <laughs> that they happened to bolt up to. And um, what was it? I, I think he had like STI struts on the front or some. It was some weird, wanky thing. And we didn't know that tires and brakes were part of the uh, the uh, safety. And the reason why that clarifier is so important is because safety is unlimited. So does that mean you get to run Hoosiers? No. It means that up to 190 treadwear minimum rating you can go out there and buy whatever tire you want we didn't know that so we wanted to keep it on the cheap so we went to the junkyard <laughs> found whatever wheels <laughs> and tires <laughs> that would fit into a Corolla and just kind of like alright this is 4x100 this is 4x100 steelies like, whatever. They're around the same size. Who cares what the manufacturer is? And we ran those tires at Sonoma Raceway. And um, for brake pads, um, I bought some $12 special AutoZone brake pads. Uh, <laughs> I bought them in... in, um, in in uh, North Hollywood when we installed them because the pads were just kind of low and I'm like, oh, we need more pad. And we went through those pads, like basically getting them down to metal on metal uh, in four hours of racing. <laughs> so I took the backing plates back to AutoZone <laughs> over in Sonoma and just said, hey man, I was driving up in my Corolla and uh, I don't know the calipers must have been stuck but look I just bought these yesterday <laughs> and they're like damn yeah I guess I guess something fucked up and they gave me a new set of pads and they're like yeah you have a one year warranty with them and I'm like alright man like thanks 
And he's like, you want to upgrade to lifetime warranty? And I'm like, is that a better pad material? And they're like, no, nah, it's the same one. I'm like, no, nah, I'll be back. I mean, uh, this will do. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was... Uh, man, I really messed up. I should have talked to Bill about this. Well, well, hopefully they'll have me back on. Um, and I'll get to talk about my 24 hours of lemons race. Mm. Oh, man. So, what did we buy? And this is actually a card that I've thought about because um, in in my thought process, it's like, you know, if you can't make more power, make the car lighter. And in terms of really light cars, most modern cars are just really, really heavy. So... Pretty much, I think, of the modern manufacturers, excluding, like, a couple of the entry-level vehicles, they're all pretty heavy. So, anything under 2,500 pounds is almost non-existent anymore. And, um, the car we ended up getting was off of eBay, (laughs) And it's a 1999 Toyota Corolla. And it's a five-speed. And it's um, it's now going to be part of our, uh, our road racing team. So um, this Corolla was picked up for, I think it was like 700 bucks. But we already have somebody um, wanting to buy some of the interior parts. So we will, we will be selling those parts off and, um, easily get into the budget of, um, what we want to do. So, um, being that it's part of safety, I've been talking to one of the guys who, um, actually races that chassis and we might actually get a chance to meet him. Um, and that, that car, um, I think curb weight is like 2300 pounds so we'll try and get some weight out of the car and got like the rear doors replace the glass with like plexiglass or something um or i don't know make the glass removable or something something and um yeah that that's gonna be our 24 hours of lemons car and we're going to get coilovers for it. Uh, max speeding rods, which uh, uh, garage built Hondas like constantly talks about how good they are. So, I mean, for 250, we'll sell off some more parts and uh, uh, get, get some of those. Uh, I'll probably be reaching out to Mr. Bill uh, from Garage Heroes and Training to uh, talk about tire selection. But I'm leaning towards the Falcons the semis i just don't know if it's going to be the 615ks or the new 660s um because we we want the absolute most longevity out of these tires possible so yeah that's going to be what we're um what we're going to be doing um the team so far that we have is going to be all the guys that were in that youtube video for the uh grip to drift or 
Drift to Grip video that Calvin uh, posted up. Um, So it's uh, Jason, Ziggler, um, and uh, Calvin and and me. But we're going to have two editions. Um, I convinced my fiance to (laughs) join up in the fun. So she's going to be part of it. And um, we're going to have an actual celebrity in the grassroots uh, drifting scene. I don't know if she's going to make it on it, but uh, we're going to have Stephanie Drifts in there. So that's going to be really cool to see all of them like handle a front wheel drive car. And yeah, so the goal, the goal is to go out there, have fun get a lot of seat time enjoy ourselves uh sonoma last time we went out there it was freezing cold and yeah like it it was just freezing cold so um tire wear should be pretty good and um yeah having all of those capable drivers is going to be fun and seeing them handle uh road racing and grip driving with possibly like 130 cars out on track at any given time is going to be interesting so yeah we got a corolla and the ac works we're going to keep that thing on there and the heater i told them keep the heater because we need to defrost that front windshield when we go out there so yeah that's uh that's the plan with this uh new venture uh calvin is uh, a welder and fabricator so he's going to build us a cage and i think he still has a Cobra seat that I got for him a long time ago. So we'll we'll have a proper seat. And I think that's about it. That that should be that should be about it for for those cars <laughs> for that car. So I will um I will see what I can do to help them uh get faster in that car and get it uh set up with my very um cursory knowledge of uh, front wheel drive setup so i'm just gonna copy whatever honda challenge guys do for that track i'll actually you know what i need to reach out to graham for that one so with that uh we get brought up to the eg project so as most of you have that followed the Instagram know that I was on Garage Heroes in training. And it was an interesting interview because it was in the middle of, or rather the tail end of my drive from Washington down to SoCal to bring back the EG. And it's been a uh, kind of scrambling to get everything sorted out for the, for the race in October. And, being 100% transparent, I haven't been keeping up on, uh, like, the motorsports uh, license uh, as I should have, which is 100% on me. And I haven't received it yet, and I've been uh, trying to reach out to um, Steve, but, you know, that's not really his job per se, um, especially since I was reaching out through him to him in uh, Facebook, so that's probably not the best 
area to be reaching out to him. So what's, what I'm trying to say is that I still haven't received my license, so I don't know if I have the okay to race in October. I feel like I should be able to, but until I have the go-ahead and I'm allowed to register, I, I won't know. And that that's just what it is, you know. Um, I submitted my medical forms, I think, in July. And those were received. And I did get confirmation uh, recently from, um, I think, one of the race directors or the lady in charge. And she said that it was received and was, um, and was acknowledged. However, um, she was not able to find my records on the recent, uh, recently graduated, um, group uh, of the most recent race class. And I, I remember talking to Steve about this and I had signed up for the, uh, Big Willow race, uh, racing class, but, um, based off of, uh, what Steve had told me, uh, I was told that essentially I wouldn't um, need to take the class because I've already done the schooling and uh, I just needed to finish my application and pay um, so because my name wasn't in the class um, they probably thought I didn't do it so my license hasn't um, been accepted yet so hopefully all of those things get sorted out um i still need to register and even if all of those things do get sorted out i am waiting for parts so the last couple things of safety that i need to do um is the battery kill switch which i have in my possession i just need to figure out how to wire it i'll probably be reaching out to kelvin to wire it but the other part that's kind of annoying is um so i need a window net and i reached out to wild ponies to try and get the window net um because it requires welding up um one of the rods uh so that it can be installed and with the halo seat it makes uh installation of a window net kind of tight because of how tight the cage is in there so it's a lot of fitment stuff so wild ponies is helping me out with that but i think he was telling me that um the rod the like install the rod that they use to install for for the quick release or whatever um got lost in shipping so i don't know if that's gonna arrive in time so you know, that's uh, pretty, uh, what is it, it's a kind of a bummer, um, but it is safety stuff, and I mean, it isn't the start of the new season, so if I don't make it, I mean, it would suck because I had all this time to try and get things done, and I wasn't able to get it done, so yeah. That, that that kind of sucks. And 
I'm going to be pushing for trying to get all the other things that I need to get done as much as possible to make sure that there's the most minimum things uh, that can go wrong. Um, obviously, the car's not going to be competitive. It still needs a final drive and an LSD, and especially for a track like Buttonwillow. Yeah, it's it's going to be um, it's going to be an issue. Um, but on good news, so Caroline had been having an issue with the fact that, uh, now that we have a bucket seat, her butt sits further back. So Caroline is shorter than I am. And because of that, she had a hard time reaching, um, one of the pedals being the clutch to fully depress it. So... She was really bummed out about it, which in turn made me feel really bummed out about her not being able to fit in the car and operate the all the stuff um, as she should be able to, which is a bummer. Um, and I was able to find on like a Mustang pedal extender because of just the way that they're built or whatever. They have like a clutch pedal like thing that you bolt on. So it looks simple enough, and I ordered it and installed it on the car. And lo and behold, even with the seat fully forward, um, Caroline can now fully depress the clutch. So crisis averted. Um, Caroline can now drive the car. And because of that, we also purchased a quick, uh, a quick release. But I wanted to make sure I got the SFI rated one. Uh, from NRG. Uh, NRG makes uh, pretty good uh, products. And I mean, for a quick release, it's a quick release. Um, and I didn't get the ball bearing type. I got the, um, I guess it only goes in one way. And it's still like the quick kind of thin, um, thin release one. So once... Uh, once we get a couple more things on there, I, I don't think Caroline's going to be driving at this event just because it's going to be a lot of stuff to sort out. And I want to have her, um, I want to have her set up, um, in the car a little bit more comfort, comfortable. So I'm looking at getting one of those, uh, seating pads and making it kind of like a booster seat as well. So that, um, she can sit in the car and uh, have like one of those pads that you know, like the pro drivers used. It is molded to her butt, and um, yeah, have her like molded to that seat. So I, I think I've seen the kit for like about three hundred bucks or something. So I think we'll do that for Caroline, and yeah, that that would be the setup. But as of now. I don't know whether or not I'm going to be able to make it to the October 16 race. I just don't know. Um, because I could get all the paperwork part taken care of, which uh, honestly, I mean, given the fact that they know that I've taken the r racing school and I've applied and um, my medical forms are in and all I would have to do is pay for the license. Um <laughs> I think, I think that should be fine. Um, but if I can't get the window net, then you know what? 
cars are not safe to road race without one. So, you know, sucks, but is what it is. And uh, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. But, you know, that just means I can do some more testing, make sure that Caroline and I have uh, the thing situated, and make sure that we do our testing to get it in and out of the car because with the halo seat it narrows our exit so yeah it's uh it's gonna take some um getting used to in terms of getting in and out of the car to make sure that we are proficient in it so that we can do it safely so yeah that's where we are on that setup and yeah yeah um I don't think I have anything else to cover. And um, I think with that, that's uh, pretty much this podcast. I hate to leave it on, on that kind of a downer of not like knowing, but I just, you know, I was um, talking to Bill and one of the things that he told me that he really enjoyed about the podcast is how I share all of the uh, fails, if you will. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, this is kind of a fail. So I, I feel like I, in terms of uh, transparency's sake, I, I need to be honest and say, like, yeah, I'm frustrated by this. And, yeah, it, it kind of sucks. And it's not ideal. And I wish it didn't happen. But, you know, this is where I am and this is what's going on. And give you those ideas and uh, take my own responsibility for not staying on top of the uh, paperwork stuff and it could have been done a lot earlier but you know I wasn't on top of it I, I thought it, that it would be um, sorted out already and I felt like I just needed to apply and I was wrong I needed to be on top of it so <sighs> and even if I even if all those things go in and I don't have the window net, I mean, then there we go. It's is what it is. But I'm super excited about the uh, Corolla Lemon Party. We already have a, a team name. It's going to be an O to the Corolla and uh, initial D. So it's initial dinguses because <laughs> we're all a bunch of dinguses. And I'm really excited about that. It looks like we'll have good uh, a good setup. And um, yeah, the the good thing is that Caroline already has all her safety equipment. So do I, and she'll be able to use my uh, Simpson hi Hybrid because she's used it in the past. And with the harnesses, it works perfect. So so yeah, safety wise, we'll be good. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about uh, finally getting my butt out to do wheel-to-wheel -wheel with Honda Challenge H4. But I don't know um, if I'll be able to. It'll be a bummer because if not, then I think the only other race left is going to be a Chukwala. And I've never driven there. So yeah, that would be a lot to have my first wheel-to-wheel -wheel race at a track that I've never been to but hey trial by fire right um but yeah if I don't do that then I think uh the next race is gonna be in March 
of 2022. And I still need to complete a total of eight races before I could get my rookie R removed. So, yeah. So, yeah, with that, guys, um, sorry about the bummer of the race. Um, the H4 racing that may or may not happen, but I, I feel like I need to be real and honest with you guys. And, yeah, um, with that, that is the episode. And please like, share, subscribe, all the influencer things. And, um if you know people that like this uh, type of content, share it with them. Till then, I'll see you guys uh, next Monday. Mm-hmm.